Welcome to the Hillside Podcast. We trust that you'll be impacted by listening to today's message. Morning, Hillside. I'm excited to be sharing with you this morning, your Sunday morning, my Monday morning. But um, yeah, it's going to be my last preach at Hillside till I ever come back to visit or something like that. So I was thinking about what I wanted to share on, and there's been a few things on my heart lately, um, especially this year and the season I'm in of transition. God's making me aware of things that um, are going well and things that I've like grown in and things that I still can have growth in. It's just like in a good space. It's not a negative space, but it's a good space of recognizing what's happened this last previous season at Hillside in Durban and what's going to happen in the future and what am I growing in, all of that. And one thing that the Lord's been talking to me about and has been something that I have prayed about for years is actually stewardship. And that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today is stewardship. Like, how are you stewarding what's in your life right now? Are you recognizing what God has placed around you? How are you meditating on him? What are your belief systems of God? Because that dictates how we actually steward what's around us and we steward his resources. Are you believing that he's a God of lack and never enough and you're always in need? Or is he a God of abundance? And is he a good God and a kind God and a God that's like absolutely in love with you? Because it depends how we see him. That dictates how we steward things. Um, So that's what we're going to be talking about today is stewardship. And a few things I really felt like God was going to bring breakthrough in was some belief systems. And one was fear. Like, I really feel like people's mindsets are going to shift from those of fear to that of actually, no, I have a hope and a future and my God is good and he's kind. And that's going to change how you see what's around you. You see what's in your hands. You see what God's given you and that you can actually expand his resources, expand the kingdom around you. So first thing was fear, but also disappointment. Like I'm not someone who hates disappointment. I think disappointment can be something that is like a, some, a an emotion you're kind of processing or feeling you're processing because you were hopeful and something didn't come through. So you're disappointed. But I feel like there's a few of you that have been in the season of disappointment and it's stuck and it's dictated how you see the world. It's dictated how you see God. And it's something that you can't get out of this disappointment. And it's like this heavy weight. And I feel like, so God's going to release, um, people of fear and also disappointment. And in that he's going to bring hope and there's going to be this new level of joy coming over you of just like partnering with him, recognizing who he is. So that's what we're going to be talking about today is stewardship and what that looks like. So the reality is, is you are a steward of heavenly resources. We're God's kids. Um, He's given us authority. We live for him. Our lives are his. He's bought us and he's paid the price. And we like we live for him and we steward. Everything he's given us is not ours to begin with. And this is a big journey I've been walking through lately. And God's been refining me in my belief system and my understanding. So For those of you who don't know, I'm moving. I'm going back to be a student after like 10 years. I'm going, moving overseas, letting go of a lot of like favor here I found in business and relationship. 
with people, um, all of that, I'm giving that up, but it's not a bad thing. It's like, oh, I'm letting it go because God's got something new for a new season. And I've learned all I need to learn here. And I've like sowed into people and I've been obedient and I love, I've loved my season here, but I'm moving on to something new. And what God's been showing me is just letting go of things, <laughs> not letting things be something that dictate my choices and dictate my emotions. And this has been quite a journey. I've grown up in a family that hasn't necessarily been well off. Um, so things for me has been some, like, I believe some lies that crept in about that and about owning things and material things. Um, but a few months ago, I had to get rid of most of my things and the Lord was just I, I wrestled with like selling it or just giving it away. And God just told me like, give it away. And there was this revelation that came with it. And I'm not saying give away your things at all. I'm just going to share what God taught me through that is that they weren't mine to begin with. And they're things, they're not of eternal value. And I felt like such a weight lift off when I could give things away joyfully and excitedly because they didn't hold a space of like fear or they'll never be enough. These are some of the things that came up, lies that I came up in the season. Um, you're about to turn 30 and you own nothing. <laughs> and that was like, and, and that's how it's going to stay. Like those sort of lies of the expectations on the world is at my age, I own things. I don't own nothing and start from zero again. But that was something I started to believe. Um, yeah, my, my worth is somehow wrapped up in some items. I start, I like all of those sort of lies that are wrapped up, like just hidden came to the surface for me to deal with. And God just reminded me of how things and the, the things around us aren't actually mine. They're not something I can take with to heaven. We know that we've heard that a hundred times, but it was that reminder of like, am I putting my trust in the things around me? Is that my security? Does that make me feel safe and comfortable? Does that make me feel like I have status in the world? Does that, is that where part of my identity is in? And it was such a simple thing. It's like cultures. <laughs> a couch. But the reality is sometimes our, um, what we have around us and what we've been given, we, we hold on to too tightly rather than steward and realize that we're looking after heavenly resources and they're not things that are for us, but it's for the kingdom and expanding the kingdom and just be obedient to the Lord. So that, this is where my mind started shifting around things and resources and even finances. This has been a year of extreme favor for me in finances. And I've needed finances to go to Reading. Um, and I've made more money in the last few months than I have ever before. But I'm giving it away in a moment when I leave. So it's been this wrestle of like, oh, I'm making a lot of money. And I'm literally going to see it disappear in August, it's gone. Like everything I've worked for, like my battle for six months that the Lord has provided this work and this income disappears in a moment. But it's been a good reminder that it's not mine. It's the Lord's and I'm being obedient to him and he's backing up with what he's told me to do. He's backing that up with um, work coming in and like favor and work. But again, it's a reminder of it's not mine. So what I'm trying to explain to is this is things that the Lord has taught me for years, but every time you get an upgrade, it comes up again almost of like the money's not yours. 
It's heavens. It's God's finances, and we, it's, it's to expand the kingdom. We just steward that. We stew, How do we steward our resources? So one thing, I want us to like eliminate any excuses of, okay, when I reach a specific level, that's when I'm going to be generous. That's when I'm going to give things away. That's when I'm going to serve with my time. That's when I know I'm going to be joyful. That's when all these excuses that we have that we've built up of like comparison of when I reach a specific level that that person's in, that's when I can live in that truth and that reality. So I want us to let go of that and realize like where you're at now, you are stewarding resources. If you don't believe that, you need to spend time with the Lord for him to readjust your thinking of actually what's around me, what has he given me, what can I steward well, what can I, how can I expand this? One of the first things in the Bible, Genesis 2.15, the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. One of the first responsibilities Adam was given was the Garden of Eden, to look after it, work it and keep it. God uses us, our work um, to steward things, to expand the kingdom, but that's part of our responsibility to work and sustain what he's put around us and in our grasp and our reach. So what is around you? Are you aware of what's around you? And are you stewarding that? I, I, I've seen, I personally have like struggled with comparing my situation and what I've been given with other people and been stuck in that. So that's one thing I really feel like God's just going to make us aware of as comparison and shifting that and being aware of what we have versus what others don't compare that person season, be aware of what you are carrying. Um, so let's just go into some scripture first. I feel like this is such an obvious verse, but it's something that I always meditate on and comes up in my mind because it's been really valuable to me in my life to be aware of who God is and what I carry and how am I working with what I carry. So that is Matthew 25, 14 to 30. And that's the parable of the talents. We've all, if you've grown up in church, you hear this often. It's a common verse. We've heard about it. But for me, it's such like a meaty verse. It's one that really impacts me when I read it. And that is, um, I'm going to read it. So verse 14, chapter 25, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a faraway country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability and immediately went on the journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received Two gained two more also, and he who had received one went and dug it in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he said, and he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over, the few, over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of, the Lord, of your Lord. 
He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But the Lord, his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you know that I reap where I've not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. You ought to have deposited in my money into the bankers and at coming I would have received back my my own with interest. And verse 29, for to everyone who has more will be given and he who has abundance, but Sorry, for to everyone who has more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have even what he has will be taken away. So this scriptures always stood out to me. It's this awareness of actually what we steward and what we look after dict- is dictated partially by how we view our master, by how we view God. And so this servant goes and says, I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Um, he was afraid of his of, of his master. He was afraid of who he was. He didn't have this understanding where the other people had the exact same master, the exact same person with resource, person's resources they were stewarding, but their idea of who that person was dictated how they stewarded what was around them. And the same applies for us. We have... What we meditate on and who we view God to be dictates how we steward what's around us. Is he a God that never provides, is never enough, he's unkind, he's harsh, all of those things? Or is it for God so loved the world that he gave his only son? The goodness of God leads to repentance. He is kind, he's loving, he's good towards us. And if we can meditate on that and like actually meditate on who he is what he's done for us, um, that dictates how we respond with what we've been given. If we think he's a God of never enough, then we're always going to look at, look at other people and compare our lives to those that have enough in our minds. So how we see God dictates how we steward what's around us. And I want to tell you, you've got stuff to steward. No matter where you're at, no matter what you've been given, you have something to steward. I remember a few years ago, I got given some money just randomly from someone. And I had some options with what to do with it. And I really had been praying for a camera and wanting a camera. But to me, some of it felt illogical to invest so much money in something that um, I didn't know if it would pay off or be something I could utilize. But God really reminded me and kept like I kept feeling that nudging of like invest in this. And so someone actually invested in me. I invested in a camera and that's pretty much the industry I'm in now is using that same camera. I make lots of money off it, but I stewarded what was given to me. And sometimes you're going to be given things out of nowhere and you get to steward that. Will that money have just 
come and gone out of my bank account and nothing ever happened with it? Or was it something that was given to me and I was like, how can I steward this well? How can I create wealth from this to expand the kingdom? Because when I have wealth, it's to be generous. It's to sow into other people's lives. So my understanding of God was that he was good and that he was kind. And yeah, maybe he's put a camera on my heart for, for, for me to pursue some of the dreams he's laid on my heart. So I could steward that and I've seen like a hundredfold almost of what, a uh, hundredfold maybe a bit exaggeration, let's bring it down, 10, 20 fold of what that original camera cost me. Um, but God's just been making me aware of how do I steward what's in front of me, what's around me. The same with young adults and friendships and relationships of like we had four of us who were really good friends and kind of six of us started, but we stewarded what God had given us around us, that friendship, that relationship, and we were able to grow that and replicate what God was even doing in our own lives, see that replicated through other people, even what he was doing, other people that it took me like years to get breakthrough, but because I had stewarded breakthrough, they were getting it within a month or two, things that took me years. It's, it's part of like, I don't know, do we steward heaven's resources well? Or do we get distracted by other things? Are we distracted by not having a good understanding of God? So we think that he doesn't want the best for us. Are we distracted by the world? And are we meditating on fear and disappointment more than we're meditating on who God is and hope? If you don't believe that there's a hope and a future for your life or there's a future for us, in, if your hope is not planted and secure in Christ, you're going to be partnering with fear. <laughs> And he wants you to get breakthrough in that and realize, no, he's given you something. Use it and utilize it and grow it. It wasn't yours to begin with. We get to partner with him. It's exciting. It's awesome. And it's so freeing knowing that he's so gracious and kind that he backs us up. Even when we mess up, even when we fail, even if we don't do something well, he's kind and he's loving and he's generous that he, he just blesses us still. But... What's beautiful is we get to partner with him. So even in stewarding, it's, ha it's partnership. It's not once he gives you something, you go do it on your own. No, understand who he is, hear his voice, follow his leading, be obedient to who he is. Um, I have so much to say about this topic <laughs> that I'm like, oh, I need to zone it in for the end here. But one thing that, when it comes to this topic of I've been meditating on the basics around it, God so loved the world, goodness of God leads to repentance. The other thing is John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I come that you may have life and have it abundantly. So he wants us to live in abundance. He wants us to have an abundant life. Is that a realization we're living in when we see the resources around us? Or is it more like, oh, it's going to get taken away. It's going to get stolen. It's going to die. What is your thought processes around what you've been given and what's around you? And I know I use finances a lot because I think that's kind of the starting point. Yes, we have even more heavenly resources that we have access to. We have access to wild resources in the kingdom and we get to steward his presence and we get to steward all these beautiful things. But I find if we can't make sure that we serving God with our finances, then we are serving something else with our finances. And that's kind of one of the biggest things that we have to start with. Are, are you serving God with your finances? It's one of the most important things to start with. But 
I have so much to say and I'm like, try zone it in Chanel, try zone it in. One of the things that's said um, in 1 Corinthians 4.2 is moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found trustworthy. Faithfulness and trustworthy, like you can, you're faithful and trustworthy only through him and in connection with him is one of the last points I want to leave you with. You, we are faithful and we're trustworthy, but it's only usually from an overflow of knowing who he is. And I know I've said that, but that is who you were created to be with him and partnering with him, that you are faithful and you're trustworthy. So I wanna tell you that those are truths you need to meditate on too, that I am faithful and I'm trustworthy and start to partner with him and partner with those truths while you steward what's around you. So hopefully I've made some sense of, um, yeah, just the connection of meditating on him and stewarding what's around you and that could look like finances but that could look like your gifting you could be a really skilled worship leader you could be a really skilled businessman you could be a really skilled teacher you could be a really skilled um, athlete all these things cook anything like that but what how do we um steward what's been given to us how do we look after that maintain it but also grow it and expand it and don't get stuck in comparing your season and your gifting with other people because God's given you what you need right now and you choose to steward or not I really pray that those of you who've been feeling stuck in fear and anxiety or stuck even in your season that you would be made more aware than ever before of what's around you and what God's given you and start learning to steward what that is so he can take you to higher. Lastly is think of Joseph's life. I know I shared an encouragement on this a few weeks ago, but he was someone who really stewarded what had been given to him, even when the trials and situations looked horrendous. He stewarded um, his position and what his skill set was in the house of Potiphar. And when he got kicked out, being obedient to the Lord, he got sent to um, prison. And in that prison, he stewarded his favor still. He continuously stewarded his favor and his gifting and he grew. We need to be able to steward what we have in front of us to be able to advance the kingdom and get upgrades in who we were in um, where we're going if that makes sense he would have never landed up in the palace if he couldn't steward who he was his character the seasons the giftings all of those sort of things and meditate on who God was he would never have sustained that in the palace you have dreams you have these things that God's taking you to but unless you can steward what you've been given right now you're not going to go there because God's so good and kind that he wouldn't send you somewhere that you're going to fail or like fear is going to overtake you start now being aware of what you're growing in so that you can sustain where he's taking you to he's a good God he's a kind God he's a father he wants the best for you but we have to learn to steward what's in front of us now so that we can sustain our biggest dreams that we can sustain all of that because even when we get there it's still all about meditating on his goodness and his kindness and his love and it's all about him no matter where we are it's not about status it's about stewarding the resources around us to expand the kingdom and yeah, just be in relationship with him so my encouragement is to you meditate on God's goodness um, be aware of what's around you and what you're called to steward and just fall more in love with him. Fall more in love with him. 
spend time with him, realize who he is, and that's really going to shift how you see what's around you and the resources and ask for heaven's perspective. Let our old thinking and unbelief and lenses fall off that you realize you get to steward the resources of a good, kind and loving God. And it's worth it. So bless you guys. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your story if you've been encouraged by this episode. You can connect with us on Facebook or leave a review on our podcast.